It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So come to the site now. You'll have access to all our off-season content there. As uh, fantasy football, we're still figuring out. Uh, we'll get that to you, uh, the Alliance of American Football, and how that's going to work. Right now, it's not on the major sites there to play, but definitely a big opening weekend for that eight-team league here. Uh, we have Trent Richardson, former fantasy stud, briefly there in the NFL for the Browns. Uh, he came out had a big game there for his team the uh, Birmingham Iron so a lot of uh, excitement over that league and we'll uh, get into it more here as it uh, maybe expands here to fantasy and uh, a new way to play fantasy football during the off season which be fantastic well today's show I'm going to break down my latest mock draft here for sporting news and mock drafts are important to kind of know where teams are going the direction now we have all the head coaches here in the NFL as uh, Zach Taylor was hired by the Bengals, the former Rams quarterback coach, and the former defensive play caller and linebackers coach of the Patriots. Uh, Brian Flores is the new coach of the Dolphins. So we have coaches for all the teams. That's a good start after Super Bowl 53 was in the books. Now, mock drafts. Uh, later, I'll have a look at uh, some prospects I like. We'll specifically look at... Uh, the skill position players there in our, my rankings that I'll have up for SportingNews.com. This is for reality and draft, but a lot of uh, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends with a lot of upside. So we'll do some positional breakout shows on that as well. I'll have free agent rankings coming as well. So a lot of things I can uh, break down for you in uh, fantasy football advanced scouting here in the off season. So stick with us. We'll give you a lot more uh, recovered here from Super Bowl 53, we gave you the Rams and Patriots takeaways. This, we're going to look at my latest mock draft, and uh, we'll do the picks 1 through 16 on this show, and then we'll come back to 16 to 32, or 17 to 32 in the next show to uh, break it down for you. And then we'll look at uh, my overall prospect rankings. We'll start a series on that and then get into free agents as well. So a lot of good stuff ahead here. And I'm looking at both levels because I've, Put the offseason as an entire puzzle here as you look at free agency and the draft. They go hand-in-hand in in developing the status of a team for the 2019 season. And especially for us from the fantasy football perspective on both sides of the ball, really. A a team that you can more trust in offensively. A team that you don't want to mess with more defensively as well. So for the Cardinals, uh, Nick Bosa is the guy that I've gone back to here. I mean, I like Quinn and Williams, too. 
there behind uh, Bosa. Not much difference to me. One is in more of an edge, straight-up guy, Nick Bosa. We know Quinn Williams is the inside guy. But Nick Bosa, again, now we have Vance Joseph as the defensive coordinator. I think Bosa could fit nicely there with Chandler Jones in the mix. I think Bosa has just become the consensus top prospect here. And if you pass on him, you're probably giving up with the best player in the draft. Maybe the Cardinals will use that to uh, leverage themselves, trade down. Maybe a team is looking desperate at a quarterback there, number one. And the thing is, the 49ers right behind them are not going to take quarterback, neither the Jets. So I think it's more about uh, trading ahead of the Raiders at number four if a team's going to do that. But overall, I think Bosa is a great fit for the Cardinals. It's an up-and-coming defense. We know they're very good pass rushing defense they're transitioning again to another scheme with Vance Joseph but Bosa gives them some upside there and another direction they can obviously go is helping Josh Rosen offensively but we'll have to see Cliff Kingsbury we've heard the Kyler Murray rumors I don't think they're going to go in that direction I think they'll think defense for sure the 49ers I don't think they're that far away from being a really good defense here they need to upgrade the pass rush a little bit more they had DeForest Buckner Solomon Thomas you get Josh Allen in there from Kentucky to rush the passer. He'd be a special guy. So I think it's going to be a debate here for the 49ers. Do they go inside or outside? Quinnen Williams has some appeal if he's there, but I think I lean more towards edge if I'm the 49ers. So Nick Bosa, they're going to obviously do cartwheels and jump on him if he's available in the uh, Cardinals in their own division go in a different direction. But Josh Allen, it's going to be tough, but I think you have to go edge here for the 49ers they need that again uh, they've got a pretty good line they've got Robert Sala who can really turn Josh Allen into a good hybrid all-around pass rusher here for them and uh, I think it's a great fit if uh, he's there at number two and uh, not necessarily constellation prize there and I think the Jets same thing they could go either way Quinn and Williams or uh, Allen and his services at number three here you look at Quinton Williams, inside pass rusher. You have Greg Williams taking over the defense here. So that's a transition to 4-3, and Quinton Williams uh, can play in either scheme. Disruptive inside pass rusher. We know what you we can do when you have a guy like that on your front. So I, I really like uh, Williams, and uh, the Jets have Leonard Williams. They want to keep him, and it's a matter of figuring out how they want to create this front here but Quinn and Williams can fit on any front and I think he'll be highly disruptive there now similar Rashawn Gary this is a guy that you have to look at climbing up the boards I haven't gone to the Raiders in number four I just like him uh, overall because he's can go slide inside and rush the passer there as well Six five two eighty there Gary I think people are realizing that his versatility is an asset sometimes people have to bounce that out like okay he's not the most ideal guy but uh here he is there what do you look at and if he can maybe stand out in one area but also give you a second player and I think that's a key a lot of teams are looking at versatile player who can stop the run when needed but also come in and help on passing downs it gives them just a higher baseline in general to deliver and that's what you're seeing from Rashawn Gary as uh, people are flocking more to his scout talent now number five is the uh, intriguing one to me you have uh, a Tampa Bay Bucks team that needs some help on defense especially in the secondary after passing on Derwin James their corners and safeties were a mess so that's a definite direction this team can go in there for this uh, 
mock draft. But I really like them also looking at offensive tackle. The top two on the board here is uh, Jonas Williams. And uh, the guy that I have going a little bit higher is Jamar Taylor there of Florida. So both these guys are very athletic pass rushers. I just like uh, the way that uh, you're seeing Jawan Taylor climb up the boards here. He uh, was looked at as a right tackle, but I think he could be in the left side here. Donovan Smith, free agent. It's pretty clear they're not going to re-sign him at left tackle. Bruce Arians wants to throw the ball downfield. They want a guy that can lock it down, hold it down. He's had some uh, issues with guys in the past in Arizona that he hasn't loved there that he said to motivate a little bit uh, DJ Humphreys to be there on the left side. There's no worries with that with Taylor. He's just smart, agile, technically sound. There's not much of that overwhelming coaching that you have to do to get this guy up to speed to play. So I really uh, like his uh, ability here to be just a smooth pass protector, what they need in front of James Winston. That's, I think, what you're going to get from Juwan Taylor there. I think he's a little bit better pure pass protector, and we know the Bucks want to throw the ball, than uh, what you see out of uh, Jonah Williams. And I think Jonah Williams is still special, but this team wants to throw the ball downfield and lock it down. I think that's why they might look at Juwan Taylor a great pick anyway to address the offensive line for Tampa. Now, before we uh, take our first break here, we'll look at Dwayne Haskins. We have to. He's our quarterback number six. We're pretty much locking into this one. I think the only way this could uh, be derailed here to the Giants is if a team obviously jumps up and takes a quarterback. We've seen that happen a lot of times. But Dwayne Haskins, to me, is a top ten pick. I think he stands out. Among the other quarterbacks, I think there's a drop-off to the other quarterbacks here, Daniel Jones and Drew Locke and uh, Kyler Murray. But Haskins, to me, is the guy that I'm interested most immediately in fantasy football wherever he goes, especially if he ends up with Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard. So I think they want to look for that prototypical guy. He's 6'3", 220 pounds. That guy stands in the pocket, gives them a little bit of agility when they need to, but Overall, they want that traditional passer. The Giants are an old-school organization. That's how they want to replace Eli Manning. And uh, I can see Haskins uh, giving that to them as well. So I'm definitely excited about what Haskins can do in fantasy, much like uh, Baker Mayfield uh, stepping in right away and being productive. I think Haskins will do that. Because I think he's going to step into a rather good situation with his receivers and uh, position here wherever he goes, but especially if he lands with the Giants there at number six. Now, we're talking about uh, mock drafts and uh, all that good stuff. Well, it's easy to listen to Lockdown Fantasy Football wherever you are, including in your car. Yeah, your car is the most convenient place to listen while you're on the go here. Uh, catch us on your commute. We're short, easy to listen to here in the off season. Uh, the, by the time you go to point A to point B, uh, you've got all the insight you need from the Lockdown Network, whatever your favorite show is, and especially uh, here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. However you listen to us, we're appreciative. And uh, remember, on the go, we're here for you. And uh, that's what it is. Uh, insight in these uh, convenient listening format, uh, short shows here, just right size for you and your drive time. And uh, we hope uh, that you're listening to us uh, when you're on the go here on the Locked On Network. And uh, again, we got you covered uh, through this uh, NFL draft uh, through our 
two draft shows there, Locked on NFL Draft, Draft Dudes, all our team-by-team shows, and this show will keep talking draft. And uh, listen to your car, and you'll get smarter every day about the NFL Draft uh, just by uh, your commute to work or wherever you're going throughout the day. We'll be right back here to break down the next segment of the first half of my latest mock draft on SportingNews.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's continue with a look at number seven here. I've got Daniel Jones now, the next quarterback. I mentioned the Haskins. There's a bit of a separation, but Daniel Jones... He's trying to make up that gap here, 6'5", 220, so he certainly has the size that Haskins has. I'm looking at the Jaguars. Now, who's their general manager, kind of overseeing personnel? It's Tom Coughlin from the Giants. We know they like the old school as well. So a lot of offshoots, weirdly, to Eli Manning here, throwing it back uh, 15 years in this draft. And Daniel Jones certainly has that Eli Manning con- connection with David Cutcliffe, who worked with Eli Manning, and then with Peyton Manning, we know. So there's that pro-style thing that we like from Daniel Jones. And uh, there's he's just a tough, tough kid. When you watch a Duke play, he's a guy that's going to hang in the pocket, deliver it. I mean, a little bit like Josh Allen in terms of that makeup. I think Josh Allen was a lot raw, and he's kind of a more wild stallion, while Daniel Jones is more controlled, not going to be too flashy there, not make the plays that are needed. So he... It's just when you have that much pro-style tutelage in college, it really helps. So Jones is going to have some appeal depending on where he lands, especially if he goes to the Giants. Then I might change how I think about Haskins versus uh, what uh, he can do. But I really like Jones and what he can do. If he goes to the Jaguars, there are some decent receivers there. We know with uh, D.D. Westbrook and uh, Dante Moncrief, uh, they probably looked to upgrade at wide receiver a little bit more, but DJ Chark coming back, uh, maybe from the injury to be a bigger speedy deep threat there. So Jones up to the Jaguars would be intriguing. And again, after we saw what Mayfield did and Lamar Jackson to the end of the season, Josh Allen at times, you really can't overlook a rookie quarterbacks in decent starting immediately situations. Our next team that we look at is the Lions and Cleland Farrell's the guy I have going to them defensive end from Clemson this is a Lions defense that's trying to rebuild get some more playmakers we know they flashed at times but they can be a little bit better they have to get away with Ezekiel Ansa getting older and heading into free agency here so Cleland Farrell is someone that uh, can really be disruptive for them on that side I think if the Lions could think about quarterback, but we know that's a quarterback in the future. Maybe they can think about a slot receiver later as well with Golden Tate moving on there. So, law options for the Lions, but defensively they can, uh, can't go wrong here if they go with Clayland Farrell. Now, the Bills, I'd like to get some pass protection there. I know wide receiver's tempting, but I don't 
really think their wide receivers are as bad as people think. I think Robert Foster and Zay Jones have some upside here. I think you can get one or two more, but I don't think you have to invest a first-round pick. I'd rather get an offensive line and jo- Jonah Williams. If they can't get him, they have Jamar Taylor, too. So it's good that you have two now viable Juwan Taylor and him, two very viable left tackles that you can look at early in the draft. That's good, of course, for passing purposes. Uh, Josh Allen, they want to throw downfield, use his big arm. They need a left tackle here. That's going to be good for fancy. Williams is a pretty good run blocker as well, which they need. So I think this is a great fit for the Bills if they can acquire him in this draft. And uh, I think definitely a player that we're looking at here. Now, Drew Locke will stop and pause and take a minute to talk about Drew Locke, our third QB. So three QBs in my top 10 here. You're looking at John Elway, 6'4", 225. A lot of these similar prototype quarterbacks. And I think people are like knocking the talent at this uh, position here. But when you look overall that uh, Drew Locke, he checks all the boxes. Start Four-year starters, that old Bill Parcells mentality kind of guy here. And John Elway is an old school guy. I mean, that really comes down to old school versus the new school if you're going to take a chance. And when you look at Haskins, Jones, and Locke, they're more the old school guys, but with a little bit of capability in a modern offense. Haskins has the least of the kind of real starting experience, but it's at a highest level of them all. Jones has been solidly coached since he got there. And Locke is that four-year starter guy that's been through a few different offensive sets here. But overall, I think John Elway looks at someone that reminds him a little bit of him, that big guy, strong, tough, can move around a little bit. And uh, so Drew Locke is uh, pretty solid here for the Broncos. And we'll have to see what they do with their wide receiver core. But I really like the young upside there of what they have in Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, moving on from uh, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders could be, again, Someone that they phase out to coming off the major injury. So look at them, the tight ends. Uh, a lot of things to like in Denver with the quarterback. So again, viability of rookie quarterbacks changes when you have that supporting cast and someone that can deliver. Now here's an IDP alert for n- number 11 pick. And I have Devin White much higher on my board. I think he's a top five, top six talent here. But it's a position that teams don't typically want to invest a lot in inside linebacker in terms of that really high pick. And those teams in front really haven't been hurting as much as that. So the Bengals could really use him. Vontez Burfecht, they're ready to move on from him. Nick Vigil was hurt. They really struggled at linebacker. And uh, Devin White's the kind of guy that can just stuff the stat sheet. A lot of tackles, a lot of plays in coverage, interceptions. He's just that great of an athlete to me. So great, great player here. And anywhere he goes, I think he's a guy that we're going to watch in IDP. We know what Darius Leonard did last year becoming the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year, that he was special doing things. And he was a second-round pick. And Devin White has a lot of that uh, quality here where he can do everything on the field. And uh, you want those guys who can put up those numbers. And Devin White, again, an IDP, especially if he goes to the Bengals, where he might be the main man there, that uh, you're looking at a lot of good stats there in that format. And Montez Sweat is the next guy I have on the board, the – Outside linebacker from Mississippi State. That's the position he would play for the Packers. As he's a 3-4 guy. Very tough. Reminds me a little bit of Terrell Suggs. I had him mocked 
earlier to the Ravens, so I could see that. But if Sweat's value continue, continues to go down six or goes up six six two forty one, relentless. So they know that they've seen Clay Matthews do that. Mike Pettin needs a player like this in the pass rush. Of Sweat could be nicely, highly productive here and give the Packers defense a little more upside than we need because we we look at uh, their matchup. Sometimes they come through with big plays, but. They need that pass rush to really get the most out of the secondary. They've let it go a little bit, especially on the edge. And the sweat can uh, change that for sure. Now, I mentioned uh, we have all our great shows here on NFL and fantasy football and the draft. Well, don't forget, we expand here to MLB, college sports, NBA. That's all in full swing here. MLB spring training is getting underway here. So you got to listen to all the shows to stay in tune with what the lineups and uh, rosters are looking like here in spring uh, going in and how they might look coming out. And uh, NBA, we have the All-Star break coming up. So you have that to kind of reset and uh, look at the second half of the season after the trade deadline and looking forward to all that good stuff. And college sports, uh, it's almost March Madness time. So check out your favorite colleges, uh, whether it's BYU or Kentucky, We've got you covered there. Uh, big time college sports is also on the Locked On Network as well. So check out all our shows there and you'll be in the groove here for uh, the big starts to those other sports as well as the NFL. Well, it takes a minor backseat, just looking at the draft and all that, but good stuff all around on the network in other sports. Check that out. I'll be right back here to break down my final four picks of the first half of my latest mock draft if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft if you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so we got four more to go. And uh, we're saving a good one here to kick this off. Uh, it's uh, Kyler Murray, the quarterback from Oklahoma. And... Uh, if you didn't hear that he officially chose to play in the NFL, foregoing his first-round draft status for the Oakland Athletics as an outfielder, he's not going to be at spring training, speaking of spring training. So Murray is all committed to football. That means no wavering here on teams that are interested. They have to do their due diligence. If they like him as a quarterback, they're going to take him. I have him going to the Miami Dolphins. And I think you're going to hear this fit develop more and more and more with Kyler Murray because you look at it he's dynamic he can move around you've got uh, now Brian Flores and sometimes having a uh, defensive-minded coach helps them get an outside-the-box quarterback because they want somebody who can run around make some big plays be exciting and do that here so it's a guy that they need some excitement there they've had Ryan Tannehill they've been kind of going through the motions Need some leadership skills, some it factor, some quality to get these Dolphins on the map and their fans more excited at quarterback. So 
I know people are not into fans' excitement and thrilling the fan base as a reason to take a player, but heck, I mean, Kyler Murray, you saw what he did in college there, Heisman winner, really put Oklahoma on his back there. That's why he won the Heisman. I mean, this is a team where if they didn't have him, they would be struggling a lot. He was definitely the MVP of college football, so to speak. I think in terms of best player, I mean, you had two attack Viola and Trevor Lawrence are better players and better quarterback prospects, but they can't come out for a while. And uh, Murray's is just a special factor about him as an athlete that you cannot deny. So he's not for everybody. We know that. And there's teams that want the prototypes, and that's why we have Haskins and uh, Jones and Locke going ahead because these guys check more boxes. They're stronger. than They've had a better track record success for their body and profile, but Murray, we've seen with Baker Mayfield, who, again, shorter guy, same system, had immediate success, had one of the best quarterback seasons as a rookie in NFL history, almost won, stole the uh, Rookie of the Year award from um, Saquon Barkley. So Kyler Murray is just dynamic. There's, you have to be open and know how to cater your offense a little bit to him, but it's not like he's a slouch as a passer. I think he's very special and uh, someone that you have to look at for sure, in the top 15 at quarterback, if he doesn't go there, I think you would look a couple spots later to the Redskins or a couple spots earlier where I had uh, Devin White going to the Bengals at number 11. So we'll see the action. Not the first overall pick on the board, not the worst pick in the first round, not a second-round pick. He's still going to go in the first, but the team has to be patient with uh, what Murray can do. Our next guy we look at is Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle out of Houston. Now there are some people looking at him as an end. They're not quite sure. What I'm sure about is that this actually gives him some intriguing stock and versatility. He may not be as that dominant defensive tackle. And Quinn and Williams may have separated a little bit from him. But I still like in the right scheme. I think Atlanta has that scheme with Dan Quinn taking over the play calling, got rid of a Mark and manual there as the defensive coordinator. He wants that versatile defensive and tackle to disrupt with the guys he already has in the front seven. And Ed Oliver plays into that. And uh, the Falcons, I just don't see them going offense by the way at number 14. Don't see it happen. Now Redskins would do cartwheels if they got greedy Williams, the cornerback of LSU, they should, I know they probably have their eye on a little bit on offensive tackle to rebuild there at time. Maybe uh, see if they need to go in a different direction. They had a lot of injuries in that position. They could think that. I think that would be a pretty low priority. But I think tight end and wide receiver would come into play as well as quarterback. But if Greedy Williams is there, I mean, you have Josh Norman who's 31. It's a team that needs to cover guys better in their division, he's 6'3", 184. So you, you have think about Odell Beckham Jr. Now Amari Cooper's in the division. The Eagles have Alshon Jeffrey. Greedy Williams is definitely an asset that the Redskins could use there at number 15. And finally, we'll close with looking at the Carolina Panthers at uh, defensive end. I've looked at them as plus potentially going after safety. Another wide receivers in the mix. Offensive tackles always seems to be a need for them. But Jekai Pulley the defensive end from Florida. Well, he can also be outside linebacker. I like his versatility, but a lot of hustle, freakish athlete there. They need some help. Julius Peppers, one time that freakish athlete there, he's retiring. There, Charles Johnson retired before last season, and you had uh, 
Mario Addison stand out as the only defensive end. So you really need some help at the pass rush and become a higher priority for the Panthers. And Polite can help there. This defense, once we relied on fantasy, but really fell apart for us last year. Now Thomas Davis, they're moving on without him. So defense that uh, had a good reputation in fantasy that kind of fell apart and we didn't really count on them at all as a regular play last year. So a guy like Polite can definitely help them there and be more effective overall defensively. They need a better front to get those linebackers to make plays, especially without uh, Davis there. You're looking at uh, Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson. And again, another position they could look at is safety. I had them taking Deontay Thompson there, the uh, safety from Alabama in a previous mock draft. So I just think edge rush becomes a little bit more priority there. And that's how you look at it. And there's a look at your top 16 picks in my latest mock draft for sportingnews.com. Uh, again, we don't factor in trades. We go down by what teams need, what teams are looking at, and uh, go with that here in our mocks uh, to give you realistic perception of a team player fits there and what they're thinking as well in their construction of their team and uh, what their team will do and whether their team needs help at the moment. So, Thanks so much for listening. We'll come back tomorrow with a look at picks 17 through 32 with a lot of uh, wide receiver and uh, tight ends to talk about there as well, as well as our first running back. So some good stuff there coming up as we break down the second half of the first round of my latest mock draft. Uh, again, check us all out on the Locked On Network, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're everywhere. And, uh, Bring it to you four times a week here as much as we can during the off season, and uh, you'll be locked into Locked On Network with all things NFL and fantasy. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.